You know, it's 1968. I'm 18 years old in the jungles of Panama on my very first missionary trip, living with an Indian tribe that didn't wear clothes. And we lived wildcat style, no catch, no eat. If I shot a monkey, we ate monkey. If I shot a pig, we ate pig. Didn't eat any, didn't shoot anything, didn't eat anything. And I learned a powerful lesson watching these the, the Indian tribe catch monkeys alive. And when they wanted to eat them, we just, we just shot them and killed them. But uh, when they wanted to go sell them or take them in alive, they would put a, a, a like a, a, a five gallon water jug out in the jungle that they'd brought in from the city. And uh, they'd put bananas in the bottom of it and they'd put them in a local spot where they knew the monkeys were gonna hang out. And then sure enough, here'd come monkeys after a while and they'd uh, reach their hand down there and they'd grab a banana. And uh, because they wouldn't let go of it, because they kept the banana in their fist, they couldn't get their hand out of the jar. And so they'd hear us coming, they'd hear the, the tribe wow. coming, they'd smell us coming, they'd hear us coming, they'd start screaming and yelling and hollering and throwing a fit and jumping all over the place, knocking the jug down, dragging it with them. But they'd never opened their hand to get loose and gain their freedom. And I learned something about partnership and about giving from that is that uh, you can't receive from God with That's an open, right. with an with a closed fist or a closed heart. That's right. But if you live with an open fist and an open heart, That's you'll right. always be able to be a giver and a receiver. And I've lived by that, Renee, for yes, 53 years that I right. refuse to keep a closed fist. I'm gonna let that, I'm gonna open my fist, open my heart, be a blessing partner with, I've partnered with people with ministries all my life and will continue to do so. That's right. We love you, God bless you. There's a link Thank on the you. bottom if you wanna get a hold of us, partner with us, uh, terrymize.com or click on the link. We love you, God bless you. of heaven is watching the earth all the time looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. Hello, everyone. God bless you. We are so glad you have joined us today. Terry Mize Ministries, More Than Conquerors program. We are just delighted you have joined us. And Terry and I were just sitting here having a cup of coffee talking about really all the good things that God has done and places we've been and people we've met, and all the wonderful, wonderful people of God and all the things that are going on right now in the world as we want to be a part of it and be able to help you from the Word of God Thy word is truth, right? Donald? Oh, yeah, yeah. John 17, 17, thy word is truth. Before we get started today, I just wanted to remind all of you that we have these in our office that you can order. Um, she is more than a conqueror in pink for the ladies. And then we have Terry Mize Ministries over there. And so we are just excited about being able to offer well, these to you. more than conquerors too. Yeah, Terry has more than conquerors <laughs> cups also, and we've got these uh, as well. So we are just want to put that out there and advertise that and let you know that that's available to you every morning. You can drink a cup of hot tea or hot coffee and uh, even chicken noodle soup like we do sometimes. 
<laughs> and just have that there to remind you, uh, God put his power on the inside of you. And there is no reason for us to fail when we put our confidence and our trust in the Lord. Romans chapter eight, what a landmark chapter in the word of God that nay amid all these things, yes. no matter what, yes. Yes. we are more than conquerors. You've been saying that for 53 years from the word of God. I have. <laughs> I have, and I'll probably just keep saying just it. Just keep saying it. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, we have already come. Already come. And it will be grace that has brought us this far, and it'll be grace that will lead us on, as that marvelous old hymn, Amazing Grace, says. So Terry wanted to share with you some great things today um, that we have been talking about, uh, both in the services where you've ministered, and then also it's just become a conversation between us every day. And I know the Holy Spirit has been talking to so many of you in your own heart about where we are today, that we have to step up and meet the challenge of the day. We can't be the church of just the past. We have to be the church of the now and do what God's called us to do. He's coming back. <laughs> Jesus is. is coming back for a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. And so that we do not live underneath the things of this world, but we are on top. Amen. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only, Deuteronomy 28 says. And we have to keep reminding this, just like Peter said. And his, basically, if he was saying today, I'm going to keep nagging you, reminding you, putting this in front of you so that you do not forget that you are more than conquerors, that you are the head and not the tail. Nay, amid all these things all around us, wherever you are, God's word will prevail when Amen. you, like Gloria Copeland said, I always like it. The word will work if you'll work it. Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. And you know, if it didn't work, I wouldn't mess with it. No. Thank right. God for a word that works. And Boy, you know, the church is going to have to get back to the word working. Yes. You know, I've just had it so much in my spirit lately that the church has just got to, you know, here a while back, we made a, a Mother's Day program. Uh, right. And we got to talking about, uh, we didn't even intend to do it. We were going to do the whole thing Mother's Day. Right. But all of a sudden we had just read this uh, missionary testimony from decades and decades and decades ago. And uh, and so many people posted it. I mean, I don't know right. who first posted it, but all of a sudden wow. I had friends everywhere posting it. And uh, it was a tremendous testimony about this missionary couple uh, from way back in the yes. 1800s. Yes. And uh, they left the Scandinavian country they were from, Sweden, I think and went to uh, Africa, uh, to the Congo, and right. uh, then left the missionary base and went way up in the villages, way up there where nobody was my there. My. And what uh, a heroic act. Uh, but the chief wouldn't let them in. He, he wouldn't even let them come in to minister. And so they determined, well, we're not going to leave. We're just going to stay here. So they went just outside the village and built them a hut. Right. And uh, so they couldn't come in the village, but they were living just outside. And the only contact the chief would allow them to have uh, would allow the village to have with the missionaries or the missionaries to have with the village is he let one little boy one go sell them food. That's it. Just one child could go sell them food. They couldn't talk to anybody else. They couldn't come in the village. The villagers couldn't talk to them. One child. And so the, the lady led the child to Jesus. Right. Anyway, just a powerful story. A Some powerful of y'all probably read story. it uh, on, uh, on Facebook. And, and uh, if you haven't, you can contact me and I can get it for you. But but we were talking on that broadcast yes, that right, day right. about how you that used to be commonplace for you and I to hear missionary growing up in church. Stories. We'd hear the missionary stories of these great, 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 great miracles. Great men and women of God. And, uh, yes. and, of course, I guess I shouldn't leave it hanging. Uh, 
they were they were just defeated. Uh, they couldn't win anybody to Jesus. They couldn't talk to the people. They couldn't preach. They couldn't do anything. Finally, and they had one little boy. And then finally, she got pregnant. The lady got pregnant. The missionary lady, and uh, then she contracted malaria while uh-huh. she was pregnant. Right. And she had a little baby, which is a little girl. And uh, I think it was 17 days later, uh, she died. Not the not the baby, but the mother. Right. And so the dad was so distraught and so upset. And he just said, this whole thing's been a failure. This whole thing's been a farce. God's let us down. God's betrayed us. Uh, I've lost my wife. You know, we can't preach to anybody. We can't right. win souls. Uh, and so he just buried his wife right there, just did a, a crude grave and a crude marker with her name on it. And, and he took those two babies and went back to the to the missionary base right. to a couple of other friends of theirs from Scandinavia and just gave them the baby, the little baby girl. He's I can't take care of her and God's let me down. God's failed me. I'm going back to, I'm going back to sad, Sweden. Sad situation. And so uh, he left, went back to Scandinavia, became a drunk and lived out the rest of his life, you know, as, as, a, as a drunk, heartbroken, bitter, yeah. mean, and uh, that missionary couple that he gave the baby to raised the baby the best they could for just a little bit, and they both died. Oh, my goodness. And so she was left again. And so somebody there adopted her out, got her somehow in contact with a missionary, with not a missionary, with a couple in oh, America. Goodness. And yeah. that American couple adopted her, loved her. She grew up, went to school, uh, blah, blah, blah. And one day she was... Uh, uh, somehow presented with a missionary magazine that some some organization put out the same organization I think that her parents were involved in. My goodness! And uh, and so she was given that that article and uh, just was kind of glancing through the magazine and she saw her mother's name on that tombstone. It had a picture of that oh tombstone of that crude, crude crude stone that the dad had carved, and she said, "That's my mother." And of course, she kind of knew her story. Right. And uh, so uh, she looked to see who the author of the, of the article was. And it was a very well-educated gentleman, African man, uh, very, very educated, very well-educated. And, uh, uh, and, and he's, he uh, knew, knew them and had written this article about he was the child that, oh, she, that she, the mom, had yes. ministered to and gotten saved. <laughs> and now he's grown up. He's gone to college. He's come back. He's an important man in the area. He's working, I think, now for the government. I could be wrong about that. No, no, no. Uh, and and the, and he went back and got the whole village saved. And so now there's 600 believers. And she's wow. reading this. There's now 600 believers because of the little boy that her mother got saved. So she just bought a ticket and went to uh, wherever he was, I think Sweden, uh, if, if not Africa, and met him, introduced herself to him. And she said, that's me. I'm the baby. And so they wow. got to visit and talk. And so uh, uh, so she went back to Scandinavia and found her father, found her birth father, the drunk. My, my, my. And she went in to talk to him. And he was so glad to see her until she said, God has put us together. And he said, don't talk to me about God. Turned his back on her, turned, faced the wall, said, God let me down. God uh, betrayed me, lost so on and so forth. And uh, she said, Daddy, God... Look what that one seed. Mom, one, mom witnessed that one. one little boy, that one seed, and now 600 believers are there because of that. God did not. And so she led him back to Jesus, and he died like two weeks later. 
But anyway, you and I grew up. We grew up hearing with those like kind of stories. Yes. And so we would sit in our pews, you and your Pentecostal church in Shreveport, Louisiana, me yeah. and my Pentecostal church in Midland, Texas. And, <laughs> And we'd hear those missionaries tell those stories. Yes, we went to, oh, yes, God, yes, we want to do that. Yes. Oh, God, we want those testimonies. Oh, God, you use it. And now, you know, we've got those kind of testimonies. We've got the right. blind eyes, the, the deaf ears, the dead <laughs> raised, the devil's cast out, all that kind of stuff. Yes. But my lament is, and you're, you're as we were talking, uh, kids don't hear that anymore. No, kids and we don't hear that anymore. To instill that in them, well, we want to encourage you pastors to get some people in there that have testimonies. Don't just yes. bring people with with titles, but bring people with testimonies. Exactly. We don't want to hear another doctor, apostle, or prophet. We we want to hear somebody <laughs> that's been there, done been that, there, and got the t shirt, yeah. made hell back off, and made heaven applaud. Well, you those, know? those great and so books. those stories. Yes, we were we were raised on. And we got to talking about on that particular broadcast, even even T.L. Osborne, T.L. and Daisy Osborne, who were They're personal great friends films, of mine. They, they were they, they're in heaven themselves. now, but they were the greatest missionaries on the planet. Well, you know they what? made all these films. They did. And I'd they watch were those just as a child. Ads. You know, I'd, I'd watch them in our church. Right. And he had one called Black Gold about Africa, yes. about the, the black people being gold. We need gold. to get a list of those. He did another one called uh, Wind Over uh, Java in, right. the, in Indonesia. Right. He did one right. Athens right. of India, uh, Athens right. of India about Hyderabad, India. He did. Right. He did one in Belgium, and he did one in uh, Holland. I mean, he just did these big crusades, Marvelous. and I'd watch those 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 films as a yeah. kid. Then, as I got grown, until and I were friends, and I'd go by his office there in Tulsa and say, "Hey, Doc, I need to get a couple of films. I'm about to go preach a crusade in Africa or India or somewhere." And right. I say, "I want to get. Right. I want to get in a in a preaching mindset, not a teaching right. mindset. I want to get in a reaching sinners mindset instead of a t- teaching Christians mindset because right. it's different." It's well, different it whether you're different. teaching Christians or you're, you're preaching different. to sinners to get them saved. And so I'd watch those films and watch those films. And, and, and like I said, I cut my teeth and grew up on those kind of things. Right. And you did too. But yes. I'm concerned about the kids today. You, you may go to a mega church or a little church either. It doesn't matter. But, but if, you're, if, you're, if your pulpit doesn't have the fire and the passion <laughs> of, these, of these testimonies yes. and miracles from missionaries that coming through. To go and I don't the mean world. these little mamby-pamby, what Brother John Osteen used to say, <laughs> milk toast testimonies, but I mean uh, testimony like uh, we right. just told you. Testimonies right. about those kinds of things so that your children will say the exactly. fire's in their belly and they say, I want that. I, exactly. I, 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 I want to do something for God. I want to win souls. Well, that's what, you know, we have talked about so much the whole time we've been in mar- been married is Psalm 78. And I know I know we've got we've got more things that we could talk to you about. But, you know, one of the reasons uh, fear and failure happen to a whole, not only to an individual person, but it can take over an entire family. Then, a, you know, it can it's, it's like a, a fear is like a, a, a rock, like anything else, like faith or fear, you can take a rock and throw it in a pond and it'll ripple out it ripples. all the way out. And that's how fear will work. You can have one newscast that just strives, tries with an objective to control the people, strike fear in their heart, and it'll drop into one little person will hear it and they'll tell 25 people. Sure. Then those 25 people start sowing fear sure. in everybody else till you have absolute national panic which we have right now which in America we have and right the world, now panic over over and, COVID-19 and we want to do the exact opposite with faith because faith because does the same thing with those ripples faith do the same thing and in that's Psalm why so many people posted that posted that testimony I was shocked back here several weeks or a month yeah, or so ago right. when 
I started seeing person after person after person, just that I know, right. started posting that testimony. Because it touches their it, heart. It just pricks their heart. It and said, oh, dear pricks God, their heart. So we need testimonies like that. We do. Psalm That's why pastors have brought me in for so many years because I've got all those <laughs> testimonies about raising the dead and casting out devils right. and opening right. blind eyes and, and, and uh, unstopping deaf ears and uh, doing the, the, the miraculous. That. You want that in front of the people. people crave the miraculous, the supernatural. Well, Psalm 78 said, over and over that the reason the people of Israel turned back, even though they had all of the armor, the bows and arrows, the spears, everything that they needed, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, to go to war with, to win the battle because of fear. And because that says the parents had not taught the mm -hmm. children of the great facts of God's dealings with Israel, in other words, in other they words, did the miracles. just because, like those those ten plagues in in Egypt, how God provided water at Marah, how God provided quail in the wilderness, how well God fed them with manna from heaven, all of the great miracles throughout the Bible, especially you know in the Old Testament. That's what makes miracles. our God so different. Than yeah, and God. your kids, your children, your grandchildren need to hear your testimony, your stories, the visionary stories, everything. You know, you that's were what that's about. what changed T.L. and Daisy Osborne's life, Renee, right. because they were Christians and loved God with all their heart. They were right. some Christians, and and so they wanted to go to the mission fields, and so they they went. Uh, but when they, they went to India as young people, right? Uh, when they got to India, they were just they were just totally stonewalled and, and, and could accomplish nothing. Exactly. And, and because you know, they, they, they would say to the Hindus, you know, three, 330 million Hindu gods and then to the Muslims, which India has Hindus and Muslims. Right. And they have their God, and they have their 330 million. Right. And T.L. would say, well, you know, uh, we're going to preach to you about God. They said, we've already got God. And he said, yeah, but, yeah, but I want to preach to you out of the Bible. They said, we've already got the Quran. He right. said, yeah, but mine's a black leather. And he, they said, ours is black leather. He said, yeah, mine has gold edges. Ours has gold edges. Mine has little black ribbons. And ours has little black ribbons. I remember there, there was no, there was so no, yeah. how are you going to prove who's Proves. right? Yeah. Is, is Jehovah right? Or is the 330 million gods right? Or is the one God, Muhammad, right? right? I mean, I mean, how, we can't prove it. And they came home defeated. Totally defeated. Because yeah. they could they not prove Right. Whose God was God, and 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 T.L. you said to me decades ago. He said, Terry, it's as important for the missionary to know when to come home, right, as, as it, it is to, to know, know when, when to go. go. And he said, well, it was right. time for us to come home, but we we were defeated. Boy, that's the truth. They came home, got went back up to to Washington and, and Oregon, right, and and they went into a meeting, and William Branham was preaching. <laughs> and so they were way up in the balcony watching right, him preach. Right, right. And they were excited about what he was preaching. But still, you know, how are you going to prove who's God yeah, is God? They no, were just that's defeated. That's exactly right. Uh, and all of a sudden, he started praying for the sick and having miracles. And T.L. Day said, that's it. They got to have those that's miracles. That's it. The miracles. The miracles. No God does miracles but Jehovah. Hallelujah. And they said, if he can do that, <laughs> we can do that. And they, they went back. And That's preach right. the gospel and all over this world with signs, wonders, wonders and, miracles. and miracles. And that's what made the difference. Well, in the ministry of Jesus, you know, Brother Osteen used to say this to Terry's to, to the congregation, Terry, so many times. He said, if you are sick in your body and you need a miracle for healing in your body. He said, get into Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Run around walk, with Jesus. Walk through the down the dusty roads of Jerusalem and Israel with Jesus. Yes. See who he talks yes. to. Hear his voice. 
to the widow. What was he with, saying? What was what he thinking? What did he say? How did he say? Doing? Yeah, those not. I think there's 19 instances where Jesus healed the sick, and besides the great crowds, and there are absolute uh, truths in there that will help raise you off, as Brother Hagen always used to say, the bed of affliction. Yes, <laughs> and it will he get you. Know, he knew something you know, about the bed of affliction. Yeah, and he he you know the, the Lord will raise you up. The Lord will raise you up. James chapter five says, you know, there, there's the prayer of faith can be prayed over you. You can uh, really in that chapter in James chapter five, it talks about you can repent, get your life back on track and God will raise you up. Isaiah 58 says your health will spring forth speedily when you get rid of scorning somebody else's fault or failure. It's the same thing Jesus taught about having the beam in your eye and then trying to get a little splinter out of somebody else's life that bugs you. You know, everything about that, all those things that Jesus got in the in the middle of people's lives, and he would say things like, uh, "Be healed, get up, go your way, and sin no more." He always told him to do yeah. something impossible. Yeah, to do the impossible. He always told him to go do something. Right, he didn't just right. leave him there and walk off. He he told him do something. Do something. Go show yourself to the priest. Yeah. Go like wash in the leopard. go wash in the pool of salt. In the pool of salt. Yeah. <laughs> Take, up Take up your, your bed, bed and walk. walk. Matthew yeah. nine. Do something. Do something as an act of faith. And he, in order to do that, you know, he can heal you, but he wants your life better than it was before. Absolutely. He doesn't want you just going back to the way you were. But the church is going to have to come back to miracles. Exactly, Terry. So we can come back to the testimony. So yes. the kids yes. can say, "Oh, God did that." No other right. God does that. You know, no other God does that. But, right. but our kids today don't know that. They don't know that God really does miracles because they, they just see Bible stories and, you know, and they don't see anything, uh, you know, current or they don't see anything oh, that's right. uh, in, in their life, in their area, in their lifetime. And I'll tell you what, there's still some of us miracles. that have miracles. Miracles. And, well, the book of Acts, the book of Acts is full of miracles. Absolutely. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All of these things that but have to do with miracles. That have miracles. There's people yeah. that have miracles. You and I were raised on not only those great films of T.L. Osborne, but our pastors, like at Brother John Osteen, when I literally married into Lakewood Church, Dean Garner, and it was a missionary church. Oh, of course it was. You, then I went to a missionary Bible college before that and came out of a missionary church. You came out of a missionary church. Missions was the focal point. Of, of that generation no, to get people. So we had those great T.L. Osborne tapes, see, uh, videos. That uh, Then we also had missionaries in the pulpit. Absolutely. We had missionaries in the pulpit on a regular basis. We had testimonies of you know. miracles all the time for us. Uh, one one lady at Lakewood Church many years ago, great woman of God, Kay Webb, gave me, oh, I remember her. Um, yeah, gave me a great little missionary book, and I have wept over it and thought about it so much lately. The book was called Mama Was a Missionary. Mm. And oh my goodness, what a sacred little book. Then stories like you were talking about today. Then that great, great book of Hudson Taylor's, the oh, founder God. of China Inland Mission. You know, Rod and Nellie Hines wrote a great book years oh, ago yeah. from... Uh, where were they from? Uh, Botswana or, or uh, Mozambique? Mozambique. And I remember they were they were going to be killed one day. You know, the the, peop, the natives were coming to get them and kill them. Right. And I, I remember she prayed and said, "God, who will love my children when they oh, kill me? My. I'm willing to die for you, but who my, my. will love my children?" And and we heard those stories. We said, Dear "My God. goodness, yeah." Well, as I was saying about Hudson Taylor. That, and many of you have heard us talk about him. Oh, yeah. Um, his great book on Hudson Taylor's Spiritual, Spiritual Secret. Secrets. And it, 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 it um, describes um, 
recounts his story of how from his own diaries yeah. of how he left England and somewhere around eight in the 1850s and went to China. Took him five months to get there by ship. Oh yeah, by ship. They wouldn't jump on an airplane. Oh my gosh, the miracles and the stories and the deliverances that they had out of the hands of of murderers, you yeah, know, sure, and all these different course. circumstances and disease. And he buried two wives there and just all of these things that are that are stories of people that just don't quit, which it, which it seems like our generation has a, uh, more than their fair share of cowards of quitters. and quitters. Well, and, one reason is because they don't see the supernatural. Right. So they just think, well, maybe this isn't real. Maybe this isn't right. You know, so on. I mean, look right now, if you were a kid today, right today, and you were looking at your parents and grandparents that say they're Christians and say, we go to church, we believe in God, we go to church, we go to church, we're Christians, we're Christians. And yet they're scared out of their mind to go to church because right. of COVID. Yeah. And the kids see that. The, exactly. the grandkids see that. So, well, you know, mom and daddy say they're Christian. Grandma and grandpa say they're Christians, but they're all scared. Yeah. You know, they're Turn scared the TV of, They're scared off. of COVID. They're scared to go yeah. to church. They won't even Read go to church. Bible. <laughs> you know, won't support their pastor. Yeah, and then exactly. some pastors, shame on them. Won't yeah. even uh, open the church yeah. and have the people back in the church. Well, I, you know what? You were mentioned Which this Which is yesterday. usually a hireling and not a pastor, by the way. True. And you said yesterday uh, when you were preaching um, that, um, you know, that that scripture that says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves after the manner mm -hmm. of as some, some. As some do. Some is. And I've been thinking about that word, just some. I just, you know, there, there's just some shall depart from the faith, having yeah. itching ears. Then in Mark chapter four, uh, where Jesus is giving us that great parable that he says, if you don't get this one, you're not going to understand all the others because it's the sower sows the word. And it says some seed right. fell among right. thorns. Right. Some seed yeah, a big fell around rocks. <laughs> some seed fell on good ground. Some seed fell on shallow yeah. ground. Jesus gave some apostles. Some apostles. <laughs> some yeah. pastors. Think about that word. Some prophets, some evangelists. And some. And, it, and, and then if you took some, do this, and then you take the word little, a little leaven levels the whole lump. Uh, the little foxes spoil the vine. So that we understand that, that, it, that it doesn't take very much to destroy something, no, right. and it doesn't take very much to make something grow little like a little seed. When God is in it. Like a little mustard mm -hmm. seed mm -hmm. can grow a whole bunch of faith. You know, we started <laughs> off, you wanted me to tell some scriptures and some things we've been talking about. Yes. Of course, we got on the missionary thing. Yeah. Now Again. we're out of time, so Again. we'll have to do it next yeah. week. But but I tell you, it's time the church get back to the supernatural. Yes. It's time to get back in church. I, I'm begging you. Yeah. I, I'm imploring no, you. I'm, really. you. I'm not trying to offend you or make fun of you or right. put you down. Uh, I'm just begging you to get back in church. Get back in church. Get, yeah. Support your pastor. Support the church. Yeah. Uh, go put your pajamas up. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't let your kids see you. You know, I, if you stay home, That's fine. Right. If you wear That's a mask, right. fine. But that just don't, do it. Just don't do it out of fear. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, be, don't be scared to go to the store, scared to go to church, scared to <laughs> hug somebody, scared to Be bold. Somebody. Be strong. Don't let the Lord fear God is with you. You know, these same Christians that are staying home today in fear. Yeah are the same ones that used to tell their kids about, I'm just like John G. Lake. John G. Lake's 
took took the bluebonnet bluebonnet plague, put it in his hand, and he said it won't live in my body, yeah. and it died right there. And the scientists looked at it under a microscope and said, sure enough, it died. It Those cells were dying right Those under the microscope today in contact are hiding, with his hand. Are hiding, Renee. Oh my goodness! And the kids yes. watch that. <laughs> You know those same oh, Christians that say him, they quote more. Psalms ninety one say no yeah. plague comes nigh my dwelling thousand falls no on my plague. side ten thousand my right hand it'll not come near me and then they won't go to church because they're right. scared. Right. Just whatever you do, don't do it in fear. Oh my goodness! Because well, fear and faith cannot cannot live in the same, in the same house. Well, our time is just we about, love you. Oh my goodness! Yeah, please go I was to just, church. As you were saying that, Terry, I just Pastors saw open up. <laughs> have a no plague day at your house and put a big sign up, get some poster paper and dance around your house saying, this is a no plague house. Right. And we're not having we're any of that. Get, the church gets back to supernatural. That's right. The that's kids right. need it. We're losing the generation because of it. And parents and grandparents and leadership, it lead, get out there and lead. Leaders lead, you know. That, what a shock, mm -hmm. what a concept. Leaders lead. <laughs> and not well, from behind, like someone once said. No, sadly. Well, we're here to tell you again one more time out of Romans chapter eight that you are more, More than, than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you all. <laughs>